Morning After with Nick and Big J. Look at us here on a Tuesday, halfway through the month of September, Big J. 15th day of the month, 2020. Thanks for hanging out with us on this particular morning. How you feeling, my friend? Yeah, I'm good. I'm just super tired, man. You think and it's the know. air quality? No, I, I I mean, lately I just haven't been getting that great quality sleep, and it happens to me uh, on occasion. It might be, it ha- I think it has to do with, like, the season's changing. Maybe the temperature, I don't know. Because it seems to happen to me a couple times a year, and I can never really put my finger on why. So. Now, when you say you, you, your sleep quality is bad, is it? Are you up and down all night, or are you going to bed later? Or no, nope, going to bed same time, same bad channel. I woke up a little earlier today. Uh, I got a jet from the show early to today because I've got uh, some stuff to do for the all, walk and Alzheimer's. But um, nah, just, yeah, I, I, I wake up periodically throughout the night, so I just don't get that good quality sleep. Are the dreams that are waking you up? Yeah, yeah, probably. I mean, I had this weird Dave Bautista dream yesterday, and uh, and last night it was uh, it was Criminal Minds. You had a Criminal Minds dream? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I was a a, 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 a serial killer. You were the killer? Yeah. Oh, buddy. Yeah, I know. There's but some I, Freudian but stuff there was no, there. but there was no killing. It was just. Huh? It's hard to explain. You knew I, you were I was, a silly or a serial I was, killer. But I you was didn't. actually just uh, killing every morning show host I co-hosted with. <laughs> well, I don't like the way this. No, is going I, at I all. made that part up. That's not true. But <laughs> I, I did have a weird criminal minds dream. <laughs> Today on the show, we will recap the morning after fantasy football league week number one of the MAFFL. We'll get into that this morning. We'll have somebody hopefully qualify for that UTV that we're giving away courtesy of Birds of Prey Motorsports. That's happening at 8.30 with Pop Culture Smackdown. We'll play around a streaming dumbass, so it should be a busy Tuesday, just like we like it around here. But we also play music on this show, and that is why we give you some Soundgarden to start things off. It's Black Hole Sun here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J on the X Rocks. Morning after with Nick and Big J. Monday, Monday numbers. Big J, the state and local health districts reported a total of 235 new confirmed cases as well as 29 probable ones. Brings Idaho's total number of cases to 35,532. Jeez. Hot spots for the day are Twin Falls County with 35 and then Ada with 29 and Canyon with 26. Uh, death toll also went up to uh, 420 after five new deaths were reported, four in Canyon County, one in Bingham County. Latest hospitalization numbers uh, from September 12th shows 105 people have been hospitalized with COVID. Of that group, 34 are in the ICU currently. An estimated 18,826 people have recovered, and so much so that three school districts in Boise County were moved all the way into Category 1, or the Green Category Monday. That means CDH has determined that there's little to no community transmission of the COVID-19 virus within the Boise County District. So Basin, Horseshoe Bend, and Garden Valley school districts are now in Category 1. What that means is up to the school district, of course, but it's good that they're transitioning back into green things in another part of the state. But again, these are the densely populated parts of the state, Speed if you will. Right. Uh, it's Community transmission has a lot more likelihood in places like the Treasure Valley than it does in, you know, Horseshoe Bend. But either way, uh, things are returning to normal in some parts of the state, which is a good thing. Pittsburgh Steelers and Tennessee Titans were winners last night in the first Monday Night Football games of the new NFL season. I, I tried. I can't. It, the second game starts too late, dude. I don't oh, know what they're yeah, doing. No, I, I mean, half time I was coast. out. Halftime I was out, man. I mean, that's it. That's all you could do. 
Uh, ben Roethlisberger led the Steelers to a 26-16 win over the Giants. God, the Giants are bad. And it wasn't even that close. No. Um, and, and I'll tell you what, dude. There was a drive there. I don't. You watched the first game? Yes. So that that drive where the Giants they drove all the way down, and then and then uh, Daniels threw you know interception. Daniel Jones, yeah. And I'm like, that is that is exactly looks like a classic Jason Garrett led football team, and throws it away at the very end of a great drive. I mean, maybe it wasn't Tony Romo's fault after all those years. Uh, no, it wasn't Tony Romo's fault. I know, fault. but it's just it just looked just like in Giants fans. Boy, man, welcome he, to hell. Well, I mean, I, listen. Deeper he, hell. They've got a real issue on that offensive line in oh, New yeah. York. I mean, it's it's god-awful. And, you know, poor Saquon Barkley has got to deal with that all year of teams just tackling him four yards behind the line of scrimmage before he even gets a chance to move. That's how porous that offensive line is. So uh, they're in it for a world of hurt in uh, in New York. I feel like, uh, but I don't know what do you do if you're the Titans. You uh, you spend a money money on Steven Goskowski, and he missed a bunch of field goal attempts yesterday. Four kicks in total. Uh, but yet, I mean, hit the game winner. Could be swirling wind. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's harder to kick with an empty stadium. I'm not sure. Either way, <laughs> still enough to win. Uh, they did beat the Broncos 16-14, to 14, but he did miss did, four kicks. Did they kicks win or did the Broncos lose? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, there was some bad clock management at the end of the game, I guess. Uh, it shouldn't surprise anybody at this point what's going on in the NFL. Either way, uh, it was the Titans and the Steelers last night with the victory. Stars are headed to the Stanley Cup Final for the first time in 20 years. They beat the Vegas Golden Knights in overtime last night, 3-2, to two, to win the championship uh, series four games to one. So now they're waiting. Who will it be? The Lightning or the Islanders? And the Lightning have a 3-1 series lead. So I'd say the Lightning. But Dallas is headed to the final. Congratulations to them. And Big J, did you know that Drew Barrymore has a talk show? I heard about it. Yep. It's a daytime talk show that is coming soon to a TV near you. And she's pulling out all the stops for her very first episode. Uh, Adam Sandler, Popeye. Uh, of course, uh, they started a bunch of movies together, including Fifty First Dates, and they had some fun together. And then they also did a reunion of Charlie's Angels, where Cameron Diaz and Lucy Liu stopped by. Nice. And they had fun and looked like it was a bunch of, uh, you know, I mean, it was a reunion in front of a bunch of cardboard people, but still, it was a reunion nonetheless. And it happened on the TV. So uh, if you are a fan of Drew, then you may want to tune in. That would be you. Uh, yeah, I, I think I don't think I'm the target audience for the Drew Barrymore show. No, but that doesn't matter. You have a huge crush on her. Uh, yeah, but not enough to watch her television show. What? Yeah, yeah, that's true. Well, then it was no crush at all. Well, uh, that's I, I would say that the crush has dwindled over the years, much like her aff- affection towards me. So I feel like it goes both ways. <laughs> I love uh, that there was some at I, some I point. I don't think Drew's listening to the show, so I don't feel bad about it. But uh, well, if that's she were, mistake. then I would be watching her television show. That much is a promise. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your first round of important stuff. It's streaming dumbass on the Morning After with Nick and Big J. Every single Tuesday, we are going deep into our streaming channels and trying to find some movies that maybe Big J hasn't partaken in in his own life or uh, for this particular gig. And we select three movies. We strip away the stars, the director of the studio that brought you crap, and we're left with just something called a very brief plot description. 
And based on that one to two sentence plot description, Big J must select a movie to watch and review for you in a 24-hour period. Are you ready, Big J? Yeah, I'm ready. Today's theme, romance, Big J. You like your romance movies. Yeah. And so why not give you some to choose from? Love Actuality on there? (laughs) No, Love love Actually is not. I don't know what Love Actuality is. Same thing. Uh, Here's movie number one. An intellectual student takes a trip with her boyfriend to visit his childhood home on a remote farm and meet his parents. But unbeknownst to her partner, however, is the fact that this relationship may not be as solid as he thinks it is. Movie number two. Yeah. To save her small law firm, an earnest lawyer takes on a high-paying case from a charming new client who wants to sue a pretty big company. But as the case heats up, things become more difficult. No. And movie number three. While searching for a missing archaeology professor... A boyfriend and girlfriend discover a cave where time passes differently than it does on the surface. <laughs> number one. Movie number I think two. you know which one I'm going or with. We know I really don't. Come on. I know. I mean, how can you not go for number three? That seems so stupid. It's the one I was hoping you were going to pick. Yeah, you're welcome. All right, you passed on movie number Though, Number one was my second choice. Uh, movie number one was called I'm Thinking of Ending Things. That stars oh, Jesse Buckley, and it's about a relationship, Jay. Okay. And Jesse Plemons, uh, and <laughs> that is a brand new Netflix original movie. It's a weird world right now. So, <laughs> movie number two was called Love Guaranteed, another Netflix original movie, uh, which stars Damon Wayans Jr. and former guest of the morning after Rachel Lee Cook, Big Jay. Ah. You will be watching a movie called Time Trap. Uh, that stars Andrew Wilson, who is probably the least known of the Wilson brothers. And Brienne Howley. And that is the movie that you will be watching. Time Trap. Time Trap. Available now on Netflix. I have I have scrolled right past this about eight times. <laughs> Today, you will stop on it. Morning After with Nick and Big J. If you want to play the home game, it's called Time Trap. Check it out on Netflix. Big J will give you a review tomorrow. Oh, my God. Here's traffic. I wonder why. That's the exact Netflix breakout that you probably passed over eight times and you were drawn to it cosmetically. No, it's a picture. It's a screenshot from... just looks ridiculous. Well, they're in a time cave. So I how... I don't know how on par point you want it to be. But we'll find out tomorrow. In the meantime, we're going to go inside the Idaho Lottery Traffic Center and see what's going on out there. See me? On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Important stuff is brought to you by the Idaho Lottery. Check out the Crazy Cash Multiplier Scratch Games from the Idaho Lottery where you can multiply your prize by 5, 20, 50, even 100 times the cash, dude. Whoa. Win cash prizes up to 300 grand as long as you play today. You should do exactly that. And you should plan ahead for some fairly big changes coming in a couple of months to the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, my friend. Well, yeah. Yesterday, uh, Mayor Bill de Blasio announced that the iconic parade would be a virtual event this year because of coronavirus concerns. Macy said, quote, this year the celebration will shift to television only, showcasing the parade's special mix of giant character helium balloons, floats, performers, clowns, heralding the arrival of the holiday season with the one and only Santa Claus? Claus? Santa Claus. Santa Claus. The floats will be staged at Midtown Manhattan's Herald Square and will be secured to vehicles instead of by participants holding ropes. So that's how they're going to do the gigantic helium balloons. That should go well, right? (laughs) Man, look out. (laughs) Lots of musical performers, a bunch of marching bands as well. So it's going to be basically the parade that you know, just with zero people around it. And also uh, cars towing balloons as opposed to people. 
But it usually draws about 3.5 million viewers every year, regardless when they put it on TV. So we'll see. 9 o'clock Thanksgiving Day. Uh, NBC is where you're going to find the Thanksgiving Day Parade. Do you watch that still? Um, I mean, probably for 10 minutes, and then I move on to pregame for football. <laughs> I used to think my kids would love that because of the big gigantic balloons, but boy, could they not care less. And so I haven't had to watch the Thanksgiving Day Parade in eons, which I'm fine with. Uh, the Steelers and the Titans ended up winning on Monday Night Football last night. Ben Roethlisberger led the Steelers to a 26-16 win over the Giants at MedLife Stadium. And then the Titans topped the Broncos 16-14. 25-yard field goal for the game winner for Steven Goskowski, but he did miss four other kicks in that game. So it was a rough one for him, but he made it when it counted, I suppose. And 1-0. So I don't know. I mean, did the Titans cut ties with him, you think? Or go, hey, a win's a win. Well, I think they're going to probably wait a couple more games before they move on. I think I think he was gone if he would have biffed that 25-yarder, though, for sure. Dallas is headed to the Stanley Cup final after a 3-2 win against Vegas last night in overtime. They win the series four games to one. They await the winner of the Lightning Islanders series for the Stanley Cup. Of course, Tampa Bay is up three games to one in that series. And... Billionaire hedge fund manager Steve Cohen has agreed to buy the Mets, according to the team yesterday. Sportico announced that Cohen will own 95% of the team, with the current owners Wilpon and Katz families keeping the remaining 5%. The deal values the franchise at about $2.4 billion. I guess that means that A-Rod and J-Lo did not get in on the Mets. No, they gave up. So you they can't compete about- with the $14 billion. Hard to say that. Yeah. And you get the Mets after it all. You know what I mean? That's the worst part. Well, here's the thing. Uh, this guy's got uh, tons of money. He can fix that. Of course. Well, maybe. We'll see. We will see. Money doesn't necessarily buy everything in baseball is what has been discovered. I don't know. What do you mean? Well, I mean, about the Yankees a lot for many years. But you got to get lucky. For what? Well, yeah, that's what I mean. Money. Most of it's luck. Money lucky. Money lucky. The, the new big my new horse. <laughs> my horse. To celebrate the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air's 30th anniversary, HBO Max is getting the cast together for a reunion. You've heard about this. Apparently, Will Smith shared that Airbnb is offering up the iconic mansion for a stay as well. He wrote on Instagram, along with a shot of himself and DJ Jazzy Jeff, that uh, apparently you can rent out the Fresh Prince house, and Airbnb is making it happen. It is available for a limited time for L.A. County residents only. And so if you've always wanted to stay in the... Uh, the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air mansion, I guess you have to know somebody that lives there in order to pull that off, but I don't know how much it is. I just know it's up for Airbnb in honor of the 30th anniversary. Basically, what it sounds like to me is who's ever living there has been paid a lot of money to let somebody else stay there for a couple of nights, and they're letting it happen because of the anniversary reboot. Because uh, that's why the, the county restrictions and that kind of stuff, you know what I mean? Right. So, uh, it could be a dream come true for somebody, just not if you live here. After with Nick and Big J on 100.3, the X rocks. We are headed to LaGrange, Indiana for today's We're Going to Hell story, Big J. Nice. And uh, you can feel free to have that ZZ Top song playing in the background of your head if you'd like. But it's all about a story about a gentleman that had a rough weekend. It started on Friday, Big J, when this gentleman, Mark King, who's probably about 55, 56 years old, decided, well, we're heading into the weekend. Let's party it up a little bit. What do you say? Yeah. Let's party. Uh, let's fire up some methamphetamine. Oh, no, no, no. Huh? No, thank you. 
That's what Mark wanted to do. And so he spent all of Friday and all of Saturday smoking meth in his house, right? Damn. Do not recommend. And uh, according to police, they feel like it was sometime Sunday early afternoon that they got a report that they heard some weird things happening from inside Mr. King's house. And so the neighbors reported it sounded like gunshots. And they're like, oh. Mm -hmm. So they head over to uh, Mark King's house, whereas they find, at this point, an empty house. But yes, it is absolutely riddled with gunshots, which is not a good thing, right? No! You don't want to see that. No, I I can't. What was he shooting at? I can't wait to find out. And so uh, then they hear some glass breaking from next door, and they go investigate it. Sure enough, there's Mark King, who has broken into his neighbor's garage and wasn't even taking anything. He was just kind of sitting down on the floor of the garage. He had broken the window with the gun that he had in his possession and just kind of wanted to wait it out in there. When police said, excuse me, uh, is this your garage? He said, no, it's my neighbor's garage. I'm hiding from the people in my house. And they said, what's your name? So my name is Mark King. They go, Mark, I think we're here because of you, sir. And they said, is that your house next door? And he goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they said, uh, we noticed a lot of gun holes or bullet holes in the whole house. And he's like, yeah, I was in a gunfight. <laughs> and he's like, you were in a gunfight? And they're like, yeah, yeah, there were, there were people all over my house and, and they were trying to kill me. And that is when police discovered that he had been imagining people in his house because he was so high on meth, Big J, that he got into a gunfight with imaginary people. Yeah, yeah, he was John Wick in his mind. <laughs> right, right. And that had triggered the hallucinations, and so he was just firing shots randomly inside of his house. The good news is no one was hurt. The officers did do some ballistics just to see, and sure enough, Big J, lots of bullet holes all from the same gun. There was no other shooter inside that I house. I mean, how thorough of those detectives. It's very true. Uh, King uh, was so high on meth, they decided that it was probably better for him to be treated at a hospital and make sure he wasn't overdosing and then release him to police. (laughs) He then gave written consent to do a search of his property where uh, the police did find the interior of his house had multiple bullet holes that all came from inside and then found a ridiculous amount of additional methamphetamine and paraphernalia in his house as well. And so the charges are forthcoming. But you, you, you know, listen, I, I don't... I don't get it, man. I don't get the meth thing. I don't. Th- hopefully, I never will. You don't try it once. But it's one of those deals where it's like, man, that stuff makes you think that you're getting <laughs> shot at inside your own house. I'm not sure why you would want to partake, but apparently he did. And so now he's in trouble for it. So uh, watch out for those imaginary gunmen. I, I thought it was either that or like spiders or aliens everywhere. <laughs> he saw a bunch of stuff that he was trying yeah. to shoot. Technically, they're in the same line. They're all right. They're all hallucinated. And uh, he just happened to hallucinate gunmen. Morning after with Nick and Big J. There's your We're Going to Hell story. It is the X Rock. STP Interstate Love Song here on the Morning After with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X Rocks. Previously on the Morning After, we discussed how Teeny Tiny Big J is not having a lot of luck trying to get some sleep these days. Agree or disagree, Big J? Yeah, you're right, man. Not sleeping that great. So maybe, just maybe, it's not going to help you out anytime soon. But beginning in early 2021, can I interest you in some Driftwell, the new beverage from PepsiCo? Oh, tell me more. Well, it, it, it's uh, it's basically a beverage that's meant to knock you the hell out. You understand? No. Uh, it, it's it kind of uh, marketed as a wellness beverage, but it's called Driftwell for a reason. It is a zero-calorie, zero-sugary drink 
that will supposedly help you relax a little bit, which may help you sleep. The non-carbonated water has a subtle lavendary and blackberry flavor notes. Does that interest you at all? I do like the, well, the blackberry. I don't know about lavender. Uh, It contains uh, L-liathine as well as magnesium, both preferred to uh, help you sleep, although uh, they did kind of, uh, you can find evidence that neither of those things work with sleeping. But either way, uh, they're going to sell the uh, the beverage in small 7.5-ounce cans, it's going to start online in December and then in stores in early 2021, but it's not cheap, Big J. $18 for a 10-pack. For a 10-pack? Yeah. But if, I mean, if it knocks you out, right? You just said that the doctors say that none of that I'm, really probably helps. I'm saying I bet you it's one of those your results may vary kind of things. Sure. Uh, depending on your body and your chemistry, this may very well help you drift off into sleep, or it could be one of those where it just has no effect whatsoever and you feel like you just dropped 20 spot for no reason whatsoever. Yeah, maybe I'll just replace my mini can of Dr. Pepper before I go to bed then with it. See how that works. <laughs> your mini can? I started drinking mini cans. <laughs> and you have one before bed? No, no, okay. not really. That was a joke. Okay. <laughs> that would be ridiculous. Okay. I'm like, I think we cracked the code, man. Uh, but yes, Driftwell is coming soon. So if you have some trouble sleeping, maybe this could be the next thing. I don't know if it's worth $18. Uh, there's plenty of other, you know, natural sleep remedies out there as well. But, you know, uh, they're trying to get in on the sparkling water thing. And I guess this is one way to do it. And if it helps knock you out, why the hell not? So get ready. Just be aware of you see. Well. That's right. They want you to go to sleep. Good night, everybody. Go to sleep. Morning after with Nick and Big J. Some important stuff on the way. So is Pop Culture Smackdown. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Oh, Big J, the pandemic has driven up online shopping all around the world. So, of course, Amazon's starting to feel the pressure to keep up with demand. You couple that with their postponed Prime Day coming up means they need some extra help. As a matter of fact, the company announced yesterday that it is hiring an additional 100,000 part-time and full-time workers. Damn! That'll be tasked with sorting, packing, shipping orders. This is on top of the 175,000 workers it brought on board earlier this year to keep up with the COVID-19 surge, as well as the 33,000 it still needs to fill corporate and tech. The latest hiring spree doesn't even address the extra employees that will be needed for the holidays. In 2019, the company added an extra 200,000 workers for that purpose. Tomorrow, Amazon will hold a virtual job fair for all those aforementioned corporate and tech jobs. The average salary of $150,000, Big J. So jump on board the Amazon corporate train wagon. What do you think? Are you trying to get rid of me? Not at all. Just wondering if it was something that somebody would be interested in. Not you. Okay, yeah, we're not listening me. to us. Steelers and the Titans were winners last night on Monday Night Football games of the new NFL season. I have officially decided I hate the I hate the uh, the, the back-to-back Monday debuts. I hate it. It's on too late. It doesn't make any sense. It's the only time they do that throughout the entire year. It's just weird, right? Yeah, I don't know why they do it. Uh, the Steelers takes away from a game in the afternoon. One twenty-six to sixteen. And then the uh, Tennessee Titans beat the Broncos 16-14 to last night with Steven Goskowski kicking the game-winning field goal with about 17 seconds left in the game. So the, uh, the, the Broncos did lead up until that point, but Goskowski put him over the top. Dallas is headed to the Stanley Cup final for the first time in 20 years after beating the Golden Knights in overtime last night, 3-2. to They win that series four games to one. They're waiting to see who wins against the Lightning and 
the Islanders. Tampa Bay has a 3-1 series lead there, so the Stanley Cup final could be set very, very soon. And I think this might be bad timing, Big J. But, uh, you know, the Friends reunion that's happening on HBO? Yeah, yeah. It, it may have hit a snag. Oh? Uh, because the host of the whole thing, uh, according to Lisa Kudrow, was supposed to be Ellen DeGeneres. Oh. And yeah, we're canceling her, right? No, I don't think we're canceling her. Cancel culture is going to get her. All the way. But uh, I don't think they want her on anything new right now. Uh, she is uh, weathering a serious scandal, so uh, her show is being investigated for being a toxic workplace. So uh, they don't know who's going to host the Friends reunion at this point. Uh, and so the show will... How about uh, us? <laughs> yeah, HBO, we got the ability, although I can't help you much. I mean, I suppose I could ask questions. I mean, questions. that's perfect. Somebody Coming in like somebody new, doesn't know anything about it. Tell me why Friends is so important. I don't understand. Uh, and so, yeah, it's coming either way who the host will be. Why the hell do you even need a host? I'm not even sure. Right? I mean, yeah, just have Brad Pitt do it. Stick a camera in front of their faces and have them tell stories. And then edit it together with clips of the friends and you got a reunion. You need a host for it. Get Tom Bergeron. Morning after. He's available. Morning after with Nick and Big J. There's your important stuff. Smackdown. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. And here with Pop Culture Smackdown, you have your opportunity to get qualified for the CF Moto Z Force 800 Trail UTV from Birds of Prey Motorsports, Nick, and uh, our friends at Adam Eve and Westmark Credit Union. Uh, we're going to give that bad boy away on October 12th. Uh, whoever here beats me in Pop Culture Smackdown will join uh, 99 other people, and you have one in 100 chance of winning that UTV. We'll get you set up qualified uh with some uh care package action a x rocks face covering and an x rocks sticker 208-287-1003 if you'd like to play a little game called pop culture smackdown you must defeat big j in order to do that if you think you got what it takes let's go to the phones and get ourselves a contestant good morning the x Hey, this is Dennis Miller. All right, Dennis, you're up first. Dennis, according to the movie Candyman, you have to say his name how many times into a mirror to conjure the horror icon? Three. Three times. Right. That is correct. Big J, Oliver Stone once directed a movie written by Quentin Tarantino. Which movie was that? Um, Oliver Stone directed a movie written by Quentin Tarantino. Yes. Uh, but which movie is it? Woody Harrelson, Julia Lewis, and I, the name is escaping me. <laughs> mm. <sighs> mm. I mean, well, I even see the I even see the the title, but I can't read it, Nick. <laughs> well, then we got a real problem. Yeah, and it is a real problem. You can't read it. Then we got we got an issue. Welcome back to Pop Culture Smackdown, by the way, Big J. I feel like Tom Brady right now in my first game back in <laughs> the new team. Just shell-shocked. I can't. I can't remember. Nothing? No. Wrong. Jesus. Dennis, do you happen to know it? Is it Dust Till Dawn? Not Dust Till Dawn. Wrong. No, when Tar- Quinn Tarantino did write that movie, that one was directed by Robert Rodriguez. The answer is Natural Born Killers. Right. Natural born. I knew it. I couldn't come up with it. Also starring the Iron Man, Robert Downey Jr. Congratulations, man. You're still qualified for that UTV, courtesy of Birds of Prey Motorsports, Westmark Credit Union, and, of course, Adam and Eve. And you're also going to get a care package coming your way. You hold on tight and make sure you're good to go. 
And that's going to do it for Big J. He's going to bow down with a big victory with remembering natural born killers. But uh, he's going to bail out of here early to go film something for the Alzheimer's Society in the Treasure Valley. And we are going to come back with some headlines. That's next on the X-Rock. Headline number one, good luck going. Due to the coronavirus pandemics, uh, three theme parks across the world are kind of rethinking how they're doing Halloween this year. And a particular theme park in Japan has created quite a unique Hollywood, or Halloween experience this year and has installed a what they're calling haunted toilet. The attraction is part of the park's Corona Horror Fest 2020 and features several socially distanced attractions. The haunted toilet is based on the story of Hanako-san, a Japanese folk legend about the ghost of a dead girl who haunted bathrooms, usually in schools, of course. Guests will enter the bathroom one at a time. The bathroom then will be cleaned and disinfected between guests. It doesn't go into detail as to what happens to you on the haunted toilet. But I'm guessing you will get wet which already poses a lot of issues for me. I don't know, man. But people like this stuff during Halloween, so it might be something. I'm sure there's some claustrophobic tendencies to it, coupled on top of actually a haunted toilet. What's popping out of the toilet? These are all questions that I can't answer. But it's quite the thing, and I'm guessing it's not a real toilet. I don't think you're supposed to go in it, and hopefully nobody does. Headline number two, costume idea, and uh, what's the scariest part of 2020? Well, God, there's so much to choose from. But one artist thinks it's the Karen. In case you were living under a rock this year, a Karen is a term people are using to uh, talk about women who are acting like, uh, oh, I don't know, entitled, usually screaming people, and usually uh, attacking somebody that works in customer service. Now... Uh, artist uh, Jason Adcock is uh, selling Karen Halloween masks on Etsy. He markets them as the scariest thing you can be on Halloween. The masks are made with latex. They feature a personal paint job, stylized hair, and lashes. And one is even covered in warts if you're looking for an extra scary Karen. You can learn more by visiting his Etsy shop, which is called Kimura Costumes. Of course, it's not cheap either. These are very detailed masks. So be prepared to spend some serious cash if you want to check that out. But it could be your next Halloween costume. And we'll wrap it up with Got Extra Cash. And if you have it, you may want to spend it on a lock of President Abraham Lincoln's hair. Because that particular lock from a post-mortem examination along with a bloodstained telegram delivered shortly after his 1865 assassination sold for more than $81,000 at an auction. It's a pretty thick lock of hair, about two inches long, and mounted to the official telegram. It sold at auction on Saturday, according to a statement from Boston. The lock of hair ended up in the custody of Dr. Lyman Beecher, a cousin of Todd of Lincoln's widow, Mary Todd Lincoln. Todd was present at the examination and is believed to have wrapped the hair clipping in the telegram, which his assistant then sent to him the previous day. And all of a sudden, it was kind of kept in a family heirloom passed down from generation to generation and there you have it now it's on auction so it made somebody $81,000 they were asking $75,000 so it went well above what they thought it was going to catch but now you got to figure out what you're going to do with the telegram and lock of hair from a dead president the answer is probably sell it a little bit further down the road it's a lot of money for hair but people love it I guess morning after with Nick and Big J there's your headlines you're up to date on everything Metallica, all 
within my hands here on the morning after with Nick and Big J, and I suppose we need to get into it. Jesus H. Week number one of the Morning After Fantasy Football League is in the books, and nothing like kicking off your fantasy year with a kick in the jeans. And there's some good and there's some bad to it, but uh, as we kind of discussed after the draft, the good people at NFL.com said I would only lose two games for the entire season. It's good to know I got that first one out of the way right out the gate. As I took one on the chin to the uh, Green to Guitar Street Hooligans, who uh, the defending champions here in the morning at Fantasy Football League. Dan seems to know what he's doing. And had quite the formidable lineup against me this particular week, where he was led by Josh Jacobs and his three touchdowns, and Ezekiel Elliott and his two touchdowns, and Ben Roethlisberger and his three touchdowns a week number one. And so really, uh, between that and Robert Woods' big game for the Rams and the Chargers defense and Kenyon Drake, for the Cardinals, he put up 156 points, good enough for the high score of the week. So I can't feel bad about it. The good news is I have a pretty good team. I'm happy with how I performed, with the exception of Michael Thomas, my first-round pick, not doing that great and could be a little bit banged up. Uh, I had 122 points. I mean, I got a great game out of Calvin Ridley, a pretty good game out of Pat Mahomes. Happy with Jonathan Taylor, and now he's going into the starting role for the Colts, and uh, DK Metcalf did really well for me. So overall, I'm okay. I'm not hitting the panic button just yet. Bench is uh, looking okay, so I've got some depth there, too. I just went up against a buzzsaw in the first week, and that's going to happen sometimes in fantasy football. You know, when you go down the first three players on his list, and, uh, oh, there's five touchdowns, seven touchdowns between them, you're like, yeah, that was not meant to be this week. So congratulations to Dan, the high score, and improving to 1-0 as Pickle Nick falls to 0-1. How did Big J do? Well, he actually won. Picked up a big victory over the Cheese Graders, 113-91. Big J can thank uh, Mr. Watson from the uh, the Texans and also had a pretty good game out of Hopkins from Arizona and uh, Watkins from Kansas City to lead him to 113 points. While uh, the Cheese Graders got good performances out of Delvin Cook and Chris Carson, I uh, can't say the same for Brandon Cooks or for uh, Mr. Johnson, the running back, on Johnson for the Lions. Although, quite frankly, I'm not sure how we got in that lineup. But 91 points out of the cheese graders, and so uh, they fall to 0-1. Big J improves to 1-0. and uh, Gold standard of Quinn and Saquanda Forever ended up in the game of the weekend. It was close. As a matter of fact, uh, less than two points decided the winner. Uh, looked like Saquana Forever needed a, just a couple more points. As a matter of fact, if, Mel- if Melvin Gordon didn't fumble last night, he would have been victorious. <laughs> uh, but it got a great game out of Christian McCaffrey and Josh Allen uh, and even Aaron Jones for the Green Bay Packers to catapult him. But that fumble by Melvin Gordon last night on that pass uh, killed him and cost him the victory as uh, unfortunately... Uh, Kyler Murray had a big game. Devontae Adams, 41 points for Adams in the big game for him. And uh, even got a pretty good game out of Singletary and Robinson. So gold standard of Quinn, 1-0 in the league. Saquon forever, 0-1. Uh, LaMarvel Cinematic Universe with a 113-102 victory over Devontae's peak. Congratulations, uh, Lamar Jackson and Will Fuller having pretty good games for the winning team, whereas Carson Wentz didn't do so great, but Mark Andrews did but not enough to give Devontae's the actual win. Another congratulations to Big J in his shower pool. 
Uh, a great team name and a victory in week one over FC Boise, 121 to 117. You can uh, thank the MVP of the week, Adam Thielen, and Julio Jones didn't suck either for uh, Big J and Shower Poo. FC Boise got a good performance out of uh, Mr. Johnson from the, uh, the the old Houston Texans there, but uh, not such a great performance out of the rest of his, uh, certainly not of Golden Tate, who didn't even play last night. So he's already got somebody in his lineup that didn't play. Anybody else on his bench you would have put in there? I don't know, Adrian Peterson, Tevin Coleman, Austin Hooper, they all would have got him the win, but he didn't. He put in somebody that didn't even play last night. And that's where he got his loss. Wubba Lubba touchdowns, 138 to wrong side of Camara, 111. Uh, so Ryan improves to 1-0. and uh, Courtney falls to 0-1. But a pretty nice game out of Cam Newton, surprisingly, in his first game. And Juju Smith-Schuster last night led him to a pretty good victory. Uh, whereas Camara had a good performance out of Russell Wilson and Alvin Camara but a couple of single-digit performances that wasn't going to uh, get the victory. So congratulations to everybody that's 1-0. Now we get to the waiver wire and see how that rolls on. But uh, a, I'm going to say true-to-form start for me for the morning at Fantasy Football League. Another loss. We'll see if we can't bounce back next week with a victory. We're going to try. We're going to come back with some bad impressions. That's on the way here on the X-Rock. Point three, the X. All right, let's play around a bad impressions. Get on the phone if you want to play. 208-287-1003. Up for grabs will be an X care package shipped off directly to you. That includes an X face covering along with a beautiful sticker that you can add to your ride, your laptop computer, or even your bicycle, guys. And today's uh, bad impression is a fictional character that may make things easier or harder. It all kind of depends on your expertise, I think. But I'll give you three clues if you can tell me what fictional character I am pointing towards in this particular case. Then you will get this prize package sent out to you. Let's get ourselves a contestant. Good morning, The X. Good morning. Good morning, man. What's your name? Jesus. All right, Jesus. And just so you know, it's a fictional character, okay? Okay. Here's clue number one. Hank Pym was the first of me, but you probably know Scott Lang is me these days. <laughs> That was easy. That's Ant-Man. Ant-Man is right, right out the bat. Well done, Jesus. Hang on one second, man. I'll get some information from you. Send out that care package to you. Uh, clue two was I can get really, really small and also really, really big. And then clue three was Paul Rudd plays me in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And yes, Ant-Man is in the news for a couple reasons. One, Paul Rudd released a uh, PSA that you can enjoy online that has been shared a lot of him pretending to be one of those cool kids reminding all you millennials to wear a mask. And so that has got the share button hit pretty hard over the last 24 hours. But also, we may have some news surrounding Ant-Man 3. If you're watching the new show Lovecraft Country on HBO or HBO Max, then you may be familiar with Jonathan Majors. He is one of the stars of that particular show. It looks like he's headed to the Marvel Cinematic Universe in a major way. It looks like he's going to be cast in Ant-Man 3 as Kang the Conqueror. Kang, of course, is a uh, time-traveling entity who fights with a bunch of the Avengers. He uh, stirs up some crap with Thor and Spider-Man and a bunch of comics, and apparently is going to be the big baddie in Ant-Man 3, which may lead to bigger and better things down the road, the equivalent of Thanos this time around, because Kang is a pretty big villain in the Marvel world. So we'll see. The main uh, installment of the franchise is still being worked on, but could be the man behind the uh, mask, if you will. Peyton Reed is back for Ant-Man 3. He directed the first two Ant-Man installments. And so there you go. If you're looking to see Jonathan Majors in something else, he is uh, in the current Netflix film The Five Bloods, put together by Spike Lee. 
Uh, so that'll be pretty cool to watch. And you can see him maybe in a Marvel movie coming up. There's your bad impressions. It's the morning after with Nick and Big J. We'll wrap up the show here next on the X Rocks. That's the latest from Evanescence. Use my voice. A little help from uh, Lizzie from Hailstorm there and Taylor Momsen from The Pretty Reckless as part of that song. It's wrapping up the morning after with Nick and Big J for this Tuesday. Big J bailed early so we could do some filming for the Alzheimer's Society, the Treasure Valley. That's pretty awesome. So can't say no to that. Hopefully he's having a good time, but we do have still got a chance to get some stuff in. While he was here, first of all, he selected a movie called Time Trap, which sounds like it could be a real piece of garbage that he is watching tonight. We'll find out tomorrow uh, around 6.50 or so if it's worth your time or not. It is uh, streaming now on Netflix if you want to play the home game. Got somebody else qualified for that UTV we're giving away in October. We'll do more of that tomorrow along with Big J's movie review. And we even recap week one of the morning after Fantasy Football League where Big J was victorious. I was not. So we'll have to rally the troops and make sure that doesn't happen in week number two. Remains to be seen, however. We have a bunch of stuff to do tomorrow along with giving away another chance to qualify for that UTV as well as more care packages. So hang out with us and we'll take care of you on Monday, excuse me, Wednesday morning as well. Jason Drew is up next. You guys have a good one. It is the X Rock.